Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's up, uh, Snow Cone? It looks like it's just you and me today. Yeah. I uh, I got an email from Lazo last night saying that I'm sick. He's like, dude, I feel horrible. And he's like, I'll try and make it in tomorrow, but mm-hmm. I have a feeling I'm going to try and sleep it off. So I kind of assumed that that would be the case, which What's is he weird. Sick because, with, you know? I don't know, but I know that on Saturday, I felt like crap. Mm. And... I just thought it was because I was doing stuff on a Saturday, which I don't don't normally do. Right. But I've got a friend who um, uh, runs estate sales, right? So, like, you want to have an estate sale, let's say, uh, you know, your parents die or whatever. I think that's mm-hmm. one of the most common mm-hmm. things. Grandparents die. So, you want to have an estate sale. You know, you can obviously do it yourself, but then there are companies that will that will do the whole thing for you. They know exactly mm-hmm. how to do it. They, they do it every, literally every week. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you share a piece of it. And so I've, I've known that he's done this for years. Actually, you you sort of know who it is, but I'll explain to you that okay. uh, off the air. Okay. But anyway, um, Friday I called him. So his wife is friends with Brooke. Okay. 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 And uh, that's how he and I met was through the two of them because the two of them went to like a county, uh, went to school together for a county. And uh, so the, my girlfriend had had set up something. I don't know. So there was supposed to be some sort of weekend event, but it wasn't coming together. I think it was pickleball. It was pickleball. Oh, that's right. Okay, I remember you saying supposed you to be that. more yeah. pickleball because yeah. we had so much fun. To be, you know, being kind of forced to do pickleball by Brooke's sister, right? Because that's you know what we try and really to do liked is, it. Yeah, we yeah, had that's fun. All we talk about we now. we try to say yes to things when there's a, enough advanced warning that there's really no good reason to say no right, yet, right? And then know that okay. Yes, we can cancel, and yes, we've been known to cancel, and yes, canceling plans is something I do far too often, mm-hmm. but there's a limit to it. You're going to lose friends eventually. People are going to stop asking you to do stuff if you cancel every time. So you kind of know in your head, like, you can't cancel this, especially how much preparation went into this thing that was being planned. Now, for the pickleball thing that we did, it was uh, her sister's like birthday party, so we really weren't going right. to cancel that. I really wanted to go. I texted her and told her, I'm yeah. sorry I couldn't make it. So we went there, and you know, people showed up, and it was fun. Yeah, you said it was great. I, I and I kind of was had a feeling. I think it was, that's where we went. Yeah, okay. to the one up uh, just north of the river, north, like in North yeah. KC. Um, I don't know. Isn't that? I think that's actually North. That's Kansas North City. Kansas City. Yeah. But anyway, uh, it was fun. So then, all, I mean, and it must be fun for Brooke and I to be like, we should, we should schedule these again. We should ask people to do this again. Mm-hmm. So, and I know that it's hugely popular. I hear people talk about. It. I've heard people talking about it for the last couple of years. Yeah, it's, it's gotten uh, insanely popular. The workaholics guys. I hear them talk about it uh-huh, a lot. I don't uh-huh. know if you listen to them uh, still, but I feel like I hear a lot of people talk about it. And for the longest time, I didn't know exactly what it was. I thought it was something. I didn't know that. It was like uh, using a paddle. I thought that for some reason in my mind, I thought people had kickballs, you know, like the big rubber kickballs, and they were using their hands overnight. I don't know. So once I figured out what it was, I was like, oh, that sounds kind of like tennis. badminton. I like badminton. Yeah, it's badminton yeah. and tennis. It's tennis. Uh, much easier tennis. Much easier. Tennis it's like is a wiffle ball, right? Yeah, it's a With softer a kind of plastic ball. Yeah, so it moves slower, it bounces slower. Yeah. And yeah, you use it looks like an oversized uh, ping pong paddle. Uh-huh. It's big, That's what it is. It's that's big it. ping pong. It's big ping pong. So... We were supposed to have that this weekend. We had asked some people, but then we, we hadn't actually booked the place. Is there something called place. the kitchen? 
I don't know. I think it's like the part you're not supposed to stand in. Or oh, like... that stuff I don't know. I wasn't okay. even sure I was scoring correctly. We were kind of using tennis rules. I don't really know. Yeah. No, I'm sure there's instructions you can take, but we were just having fun. So we were supposed to do it this weekend, but we hadn't actually booked the place, which these places all get booked way in advance. Yeah. Also, that is the kind of thing that's completely overwhelming to me. Like, I'm going to get online. Here's some parks and rec I've never heard of. You know my fear of... Showing up somewhere and having someone tell me, "What do you? What do you mean? You're not supposed to be God, here. It ruins you can't your life. do this. You always You're worry not, about this. This is not for you. This is for you know a club you or think whatever." About this every I'm, single oh, day. I, I, I well, I mean, anytime that I, someone asks me to organize something or to you know get tickets to something or buy something, yeah, but that's you want Starbucks demand. to get the whatever because you I tried. Drink, okay? I tried, and she li- literally did scoff at me. Really? Like, Are you crazy? Yes. That you don't remember that story? I was like, I'm gonna try it, and I went there. They said they were serving it, and I said, Hey, can I get a unicorn frappuccino? And she was like, Are you serious? She's like, We sold out of those like hours ago, and I was like. Okay, and I just drove around. Oh, and I left. Man. I was like, I'm never doing this That's again. Started I told you, no, I'd already had this oh, issue. Okay. I've had it since I was a kid. That fear of somebody looking. I don't know where it started. Actually, I'm sure it started somewhere. Mm-hmm. But the fear of like, you're not supposed to be doing this. But I could tell that Brooke was overwhelmed with all kinds of other stuff she had to do. It's like, oh, I'll help you with the pickleball thing. Mm-hmm. So all of that leads to me getting to this uh, back to the uh, estate sale thing because I call. I, we couldn't get a hold of. Uh, she couldn't get a hold of her friend, so I call her husband who i'm also friends with mm-hmm. when he picks up the phone he's like oh so i assume you're calling me to help me tomorrow because i just had an employee calling sick and i was like uh well i can't he's like, i'm just kidding and after some joking around and asking like do you need my help because i do i like having a reason to get up early on a saturday morning but i someone else has to be expecting me so like if my brother says let's go to cars right. and coffee or if there's a, so you a game yeah. or right someone is waiting on me or they're going to meet me then i will actually get up on a saturday and then i feel better about it yeah. have a full day so i was like yeah. i'll go do it so I went over there and uh, you know helped out with this estate sale, and look at this. I got a new shirt. I got two new shirts. You got a shirt from an estate sale? Yeah, got two new shirts. Is that a thing? That's a Brooks Brothers they logo right there, my friend. They sell everything. I didn't know this, but dude, when I got there, yeah. when I think estate sale, I think furniture, yeah. uh, you know, maybe silverware, things like that. That's, yeah, that's, what, I, that's what I think in my uh-huh. mind. When I got there... Like, you know, I'm there slightly before doors are open to the public or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so when people started coming in, one of the first things I saw a guy buying, he was making trips from the kitchen back to mm-hmm. the checkout area, were cases of LaCroix. Some what? of them, yeah, some of them partially open. They sell your groceries? I, I guess LaCroix, if it's still in a can. I don't wow. know exactly. All that, like, you go out in the garage. You know, your parents, if you, I mean, if they have a garage, you can probably envision all those half-filled bottles of WD forty and tire wet and all those things. Something at my mom's house. This stuff is a lot of it older I guess than I didn't me. Think about it. And those be like, well, if someone wants to pay a dollar for this or whatever, go yeah, ahead, take might it. Might as well, sure. So I never thought like clothes, but it just so happens that this guy Look who unfortunately you. had passed away. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know exactly the story. I don't know anything about the story. Do you feel kind of weird wearing a dead guy shirt? I do a little bit yeah. because it sort of had a. Like what if he it didn't smell bad, but it had someone else's smell on it? So, like if he knows that you ended up with the shirt, no, and that you're wearing it now. I thought about that when I got home because I actually got two shirts, mm-hmm. and I was wearing the other shirt when I got home, and I was kind of thinking, like, man, I wonder what he would think if he knew, like, this is where this shirt would end up. Me laying here, half asleep on the couch, watching Twins. Uh, right, you know, right. just the, sort of the whole thing. He's and looking down. Really, and what I like, started thinking of was guy. like my parents, and I started thinking about. When I'll have to do that, you know, I'll have to have an estate sale or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's it always reminds me of that line in that killer song, you know, the thought of somebody uh, somewhere there's kids playing in a, the house that I grew up in, whatever mm-hmm. the line is. You know, you, you know that I line, don't. right? 
There, there's kids playing in the house that I grew up in. And I, I, I think about that. Mm-hmm. The house that I mostly grew up in, mm-hmm. my mom still lives in. Mm-hmm. So I can still go there whenever I want, right? But when she's gone, none of us buying the house. If I were right. rich, right. I could see myself, if I were wealthy, saying I'm going to buy it just for sentimental value, yeah. right? Because sense. there is something about the idea of other people going in there. And it's not just them living there. It's the thought of them going in there Feels and maybe they're, maybe they're critiquing some of the things like, I don't know why right, this was right. put here. I don't know who decided to have these cabinets, but it's terrible. That makes me uh, you know, kind of angry and kind of sad to think about. But anyway, Saturday I was doing that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling great, and I just chalked it up to, eh, I got up early on a Saturday, threw my routine off a little bit. I ate donuts for breakfast instead of oatmeal. I really was not feeling good. And by Saturday afternoon, I got home and kind of laid on the couch and kept falling in and out of sleep. And then yesterday, I mostly slept. Worn down. I hate that feeling, too. It's like, all right, well, Sunday, I'll, know, I'll have sucks. a full day. It sucks. And then Sunday rolls around. I was trying to do stuff in the morning. And then by the afternoon, it's like, man, I just feel so tired. And I fell asleep. And I don't know if this ever happens to you. I honestly can't remember a time that's happened this bad. I thought I'd slept for like 30 to 45 minutes, mm-hmm. and I had slept for almost four hours. Oof. It was dark out. Oof. I was like, what? Man, waking no. up in the dark is the What worst. happened to the whole day? It's the worst. So then I'm like, well, I've got to do something. It's like, what can I do? I mean, it's I getting late. waking up when it's dark. It's like, well, I, I haven't even left the house. I'll go to Quick Trip. I don't need anything. But it's like, I, I just, I have <laughs> to do something. Yeah. So I ended up watching a James Bond movie because I've really never seen any of those. I don't know if you, like I saw the ones in the 90s. Oh, yeah, I think I saw Casino ones. Royale. Dang, I've never seen any of the Daniel Craig it. ones. I've heard they're great. Right, me too. And I hear so much talk about it. Those movies are like uh, the kryptonite for people with my form of ADHD. They're very, very hard for me to follow. Same as like the Bourne movies. I'm like, wait, whose name? Right. I, I, was, I wasn't paying attention for a second. And if you do that like I do, you're just lost. So this is – and I don't know if this just makes me dumb or what, and I'm, I'm willing to admit that that could be the case. But as I'm watching it, I have to have the Wikipedia page open with the plot. Oh, okay. And I don't read ahead, but I read, okay, read pause, and it. I read back. Okay. What did it say? I can comprehend it if it's telling me. And also it's like, oh, sense. that person is this person. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. So, And then I guess I felt like I sort of accomplished something. And then I saw Lazlo said he was sick. And I was like, man, maybe there's something going around. But you're all right. right? I feel fine. I feel, I feel pretty good today. So I think I'm all right. I guess it's just you and me, buddy. we got a lot to talk about. We sure do. Not just our weekends, which I don't know if yours was as, as eventful as mine. Uneventful. I can't imagine that it was. No. But, uh, I mean, Tucker Carlson? Gone. Don Lemon? Gone. It seems like pretty big news. Yeah, today's Black Monday for news anchors. Yeah, I mean, Are you I, I want to. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess I should be. I don't know. I mean, now that you mentioned it, Laszlo's not here. It is kind of quiet. Yeah. I you know what? Am I worried? I'm always worried. This so is going to be in your head. I'm now. always worried. I'm always worried. I'm worried every time I, I click are. the email icon on my phone. I'm like, you know what? Don't do it. Just, just, just close it. The Church of Laszlo. All right, I got to ask you a question since it's just you and me. Mm hmm. I mean, I guess I probably would have asked if Lazo was here too, but have you ever had a hernia before? No. You never had one? No. Have you known I'm anyone sure that's had one? I'm not sure what it is, to be honest with you. Uh, my brother had one when I was a kid. He was in high school. I remember he had surgery on it, like serious surgery. I remember him showing me the, the staples for it. I've had this discomfort for, I don't know, maybe like three weeks, something like that. Hurts right down here. Just a discomfort, okay? like an ache or a sharp pain, or it what? It depends. It's mostly a, a dull ache, and okay. you can sit in positions where you don't feel it. But then, like bending over to get, like if I have to pick something up off the floor, like the dog dish or whatever. Then this weekend, I I did that estate sale. Right, mm-hmm. I didn't move that much stuff, but there was a couple things. 
It's like a, a slot machine that me and this guy had to carry up a set of stairs. And I know that doesn't doesn't like lifting stuff. Doesn't that cause hernias or make them worse or I think something? So. I think I've heard that. And I know that when my brother had one, he said that it was basically some sort of tear and that your intestines could poke through this tear and that he could like, I don't know. I don't even want to think about it, but that was it. I never thought Ugh. of it further. I've heard people talk about them. And then when I go to the Does doctor, I get checked for them, right? Because they do that every time you go. You drop your pants and cough. Do I mean, I assume women can get hernias because... I just read a little bit about them, and it says that like pregnancy can be one of the causes. I feel like it's mostly men, right? I don't know. I know that it said. I know that I looked up hernia on Wikipedia, Mm -hmm. not WebMD. I have a strict no WebMD policy that I've had in place for For quite a a few years for my own well-being. But I mean, really, Wikipedia has just filled that void. Yeah, and I guess it's it's a little better because WebMD, you could say, you know. What is this? I have this discomfort here, and then, you know, there's always cancer. And it's not – people make that joke. It's not like it's necessarily the first thing that always showed up. But all joking aside, really, when you search something on WebMD, you do get down to a spot where it says cancer. I mean, there's always something really serious that it could be. It's always. It doesn't lead with it. It always leads to cancer. But there's something. And, of course, you're going to – especially if you're an anxious person, when you get to that, you're going to go, oh, that's probably what it is. So I caused myself, I mean, like years. I don't know how many years yeah. I was on WebMD. I saw a statistic the other day that said something like 44% of people, I'm, I'm trying to remember this and I don't, but somewhere around there have diagnosed themselves in the last year that on right. WebMD. I'm like, boy, I would honestly think that it's higher, higher than, than that. that, honestly. Right, yeah. but maybe people just go to the doctor when they have a problem or they just don't look it up and they ignore yeah, it. I, I don't really know. Thing. Maybe they just haven't had in the last year anything worth looking up that could be a huge part of that number as well but i just i went to wikipedia and just started reading about what this is because i in my head now i've told myself that's what it is which is good for me because there was a time when i definitely would have said dull ache something i'm dying right yeah. i mean for sure it's killing me whatever it is and i can't tell anyone because once i tell my loved ones <laughs> they're <laughs> gonna force me to go to the doctor yeah. and then the doctor is gonna make it real yeah because up until that point yeah. there there's a little bit of plausible deniability and i know all this stems from being in fifth grade going to the and term- dermatologist to. yeah and he told me i had cancer the i mean doctor, it was yeah. it was three weeks of my family thinking that I had cancer. I yeah, was didn't you get a, wasn't there a in. phone call saying you had cancer? They were so he told my dad. So my dad took me to the doctor. Yeah, to have like you know like a mole looked at or whatever. Yeah. I made complaining about back pain, and my mom was like, "I didn't know anything about moles and cancer." I mean, I was fifth grade, I think. Right. And my mom looked at it, and she was like, "You need to take him to the doctor immediately." Talking to my dad. So then I think the next day was a Monday, and he took me in. And I was not nervous in any way, shape, or form. I probably wasn't really nervous of the doctor up to that point unless I was getting a shot, like a mm-hmm. normal little kid stuff. I probably was like, no shots today, mm-hmm. please. Other than that, I don't remember having a huge anxiety about it. But I go in. He looks at it. And I remember him saying, like, okay, this has to go right now. And I was like, what has to go? And he put me on the table. Oh, God. And they started giving me injections oh, to numb seriously? the area. And they actually ended up removing two. And my dad was sitting there. And then they used, like, a heat gun to, you know, Sear your skin back oh, together. God. Yeah. And stitch I it up. I didn't know all that happened. So what happened was they made me leave the room. You know, the doctor's like, okay, Reed, why don't you go uh, over here, step, step outside, I'll talk to your dad, and then we'll be done. So I remember when we were leaving, when my dad came back out and we were leaving, my dad seemed upset. But my dad had already been upset watching me have 
Sure. The the you know procedure. I don't really want yeah, to call no it surgery, but he talked about that years later. Like it's hard to watch your kid, it's very and I was hard. like you know in pain. Like eh, and there's probably a tear coming yeah, out of my eye. I see eye. Bomb Pop get shots. I mean, it kills me. Yeah, and he he said it's just hard to watch your kid do that. And I was I was laying on that table staring right at him. Like oh why are they doing this? Mm-hmm. I remember when the doctor said we're going to do this. I said. Well, let's schedule something. Why would we do it right now? We don't have to do it right now. Let's just let's just put it on the calendar. Right. I remember saying that because like you can't be right now. Right. You're not going to do it right now. Right. He's like, no, moment. it's going now. But I remember my dad being a little bit upset as we were leaving. But I thought maybe he was still just upset because uh-huh. he kind of looked uh-huh. upset when I was in pain. So then I got home and I think you know I take it. They gave me the whole day off school. So I went home. I'm watching TV on the couch. My mom worked from home. She worked. Uh, she had like an office upstairs. Okay. And the phone rang, and I answered it. And my dad said, put your mom on the phone. So I yelled upstairs to my mom, and then I came back over, and I listened to the conversation. Oh, yeah. Because my dad did not call home often okay. that I recall. Just like we didn't call him at work him often. At work, yeah. It was just so rare. And so I figured it was something to do with the doctor. So then I hear him telling my mom, like right as I'm picking up the phone, like said it could take as long as two weeks. And my mom is upset. She's like, two weeks? It can't take that long. What are we supposed to do? And so then my dad starts telling her, like, well, listen, he, uh, he says he already knows that it's cancer. Wow. You know, and I'm like, and he'll have to come back in for more tests, but they've oh got to get this, these results back. So, and my mom is, like, crying. But she's upstairs, doesn't know that I'm listening. So I slowly push the little clicker on the, yeah. you know, landline phone yeah. there. And boop, put the phone away. Uh-huh. And I'm like, whoosh, like hot lava oh, rushing to my face. God. like. Oh my God. I have cancer. What the hell? So now, but the weird thing is, somehow, I, I managed to hide from my parents that I knew. I don't know how, because I would think, honestly, I don't think I could hide that now from my parents yeah, or from you I or from anyone imagine. else, because I would be such a wreck. But at the time, maybe I was in shock. I don't know. But from that point on, for the next couple of weeks, I mean, anytime the phone rang, I was listening in. And so we had to go back to the doctor. And uh, this is still before they got the results. And my mom went this time. It was me, my mom, and my dad. And my – same thing. The doctor looks at me. He's looking to see how my stitches are or whatever. Tells me to step out of the room. And I remember my, – no, my mom told me to step out. Reed, step out. She wanted to talk to the doctor. And I can hear her raising her voice from outside, like in the waiting room. I can hear her. And then I can hear her start to cry. Oh God! And I'm like, oh my God! What is he oh. telling her? Right? She she composes herself, and my mom and my dad come back out, and then I came home from school one day, having you know, a couple weeks later, and I I said hi to my mom, and she's like, it's Reed, it's it's not cancer. Oh! And I was like, oh my God! And she was like, listen, um, they really thought you had cancer. And I'm like, I know. And she's like, how did you know? I'm like, I'm listening to the phone calls. And she was like, oh, oh, no. you told him after? Yes. I, she was like, oh no. And she's like, well, I, I figured you would so knew that we were two nervous. Weeks you were, but, oh. Yeah. And the doctor told her he was like, I'm. I was so surprised by this. Mm-hmm. I told them to run it again. I made them test it a second time. Really? That's what he like said. He was convinced. That's what he said. Wow. So then I had to go back after that for you know I'm like skipping into the doctor's office like I don't have cancer. <laughs> You're not a very good doctor. Right. Which by the way. That's You're not. Don't yeah. tell. Don't tell your parents or you know the parents of a kid. Then tell you no. Yeah. You know, just just be like, hey, I'm worried about this. I'm going to get it tested. But why would you say all that? That seems now that I'm an adult, that seems like a really weird way to handle that whole situation. But then it was just like, listen, you need to. Because back then I was out in the sun all the time. I was so tan. If you look at pictures of me when I was a kid, I was 
dark. I, my hair was blonde. I was outside all the time. After that, fear of the sun. Yeah. Sunscreen at all times. I'm wearing sunscreen right now. I've got it in my backpack. Really? I mean, I, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm bald, well, too. Bald, so I guess, yeah. yeah. And he talked about, you know... Basically, never take your shirt off, which is fine for everyone else anyway. But you know, like if you go to the pool, just leave your shirt on unless you're in the water. Uh, and even if it's cloudy out, you got to put on sunscreen. I mean, dude, when I would mow the lawn, it could be cloudy. That's a rational fear to have after all. And that. I would, I would have sunscreen on yeah. out in the clouds. So that's when doctors became the bearers of bad news for me. The people who could tell you it, it, it's, things are coming to an end. Mm-hmm. You know, as I, I was nervous of doctors that point on. The one doctor I wasn't nervous of, doctor whatever, was the dentist because I was like, well, at least the dentist. Most people are scared of the dentist. Yeah, I'd had dentist. relative luck with the dentist, uh-huh. and I was like, at least he's not going to tell me I'm dying. All of a sudden, after going to the same dentist for like ten years, he started doing this thing. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm checking for oral cancer. I was like, what are you? God, you can't do that. You ruined it. I was like, wait a second. This, <laughs> this was my one safe space. I didn't have that term yet. I didn't know it yet. But I was like, this this can't be. Don't, stop checking for cancer. Yeah. So anyway, the last couple of weeks, I've had this pain. I noticed yesterday it was you haven't mentioned quite it at a bit, all. quite a bit worse because it's not that bad, it's like and it's honestly right, like yeah. if I bend down to pick something up or whatever. And I I've been thinking like, is this like a hernia? Yeah. I don't know. So then I started reading just before we went on the air here th- from Wikipedia, mm-hmm. and it is horrifying. Then the thing is, I can't make it far enough to You're get down fine. to the part. I I need you to look at it for me. Okay, and I need you to make a a, a friendship promise, a pinky. Pinky swear promise. Okay. That is, I need to find out the part where it gets to like, can it heal on its own? Do you have to have surgery? You know what happens if you? Don't? I I saw something. Okay, I got I'll to a part where it. it talked about your organs failing because the blood supply. I can't, and it's so gross <laughs> to read about. So as a friend, I yes, need you do to to look at this. But I'm telling you, one of the things it did say in that first paragraph: sixty six percent of them are on the right side, right down here, which is exactly where I have pain. Hmm. And I moved that stuff this week in and out. It hurts more, right? Yeah, well, how much does a hernia surgery cost? Like a slot machine up the stairs? Yes. We had to do it like one step at a time. Oof. I can't be paying for hernia surgeries. No. It'll how go much away. does that cost? It'll go away. I think I'll it's going to it go I'll away. I'll tell you. But if, yeah, it'll if, go away. If you read something that mm-hmm. says, that makes you think, oh, boy, it's not going to go away. You mm-hmm. should definitely go to the doctor. Don't tell me I'm that. I'm going to tell you. Now, you don't have to tell me it, it'll definitely go away on its own. It'll probably be okay on its own. But just be like, yeah, it's not so bad. Whatever. Find a way to soften the blow for me a little bit. Okay. And read page. And if someone is watching us, twitch.tv slash Church of Lives, when they've been through this, mm-hmm. maybe they know. Yeah, tell hey, them it's not so bad. Hey, does it go away? Can, yeah. you, can you ignore it? Because I... I'm true. I would like to ignore it of course, if I can. Of course. The Church of Laszlo. It's time to doom scroll with SlimFast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Corpies infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo! All right, Snow Cone, you and me. Let's do it. The SlimFast and Snow Cone Show. No, no, no. We're doing uh, the news now. Laszlo's out today. Mm-hmm. But I didn't wake up this morning. And pull all these headlines for nothing. I'm not going to let them go to waste. Plus, it is a big news day mm-hmm. because I woke up and, uh, well, I mean, I guess I'd been awake for a little while, but I got texts. Like, four people texted me all at the same time. You were one of them. Mm-hmm. Tucker Carlson, out. Tucker Carlson, I said when I was two minutes but, old. I'm telling you, I must have been an alert on a lot of people's first, phones. Right? Uh, my brother might have beat you by like Son 10 seconds. Bitch. Yeah, I think it could be just that I saw his first, but... Now, now he beat you. Damn it! He beat you by like two minutes, actually. Damn it! Yeah. So Tucker Carlson's out. There's really not a lot of information other than speculation, which is obviously that uh, Fox News paid all that money to Dominion. Mm-hmm. They settled mm-hmm. in that lawsuit, 
And I saw that the, the press was even asking Dominion for statements about Tucker Carlson leaving. Oh, wow. And they didn't have a statement. So well, What are they going to say? Right. I don't know. But they were just the official statements from Fox, you know, like, oh, we appreciate his years of service. And then the headlines just say that they parted ways. There was obviously a lot of stuff that came out getting ready for the trial with Dominion. And some of that stuff included text messages that supposedly Tucker Carlson had been sending to producers. And there was text mm-hmm. messages from Sean Hannity and other people, mm-hmm. but Tucker was part of it. I don't know. Would they would they fire him for that? Is he mad that they paid them the money? Like, does he think they shouldn't have settled? Are they just like, yo, we just spent $750 million. We need to save some money around here. I don't know how much mm-hmm. money $750 million is, is Rupert Murdoch's news empire. I really don't know. Is that enough? Or they go, let's get, it's got to be a lot. He's got to be. He's bigger than Sean Hannity, though, right? Isn't Tucker the new Bill O'Reilly? It seems like he's become Fox's main guy. But... I don't know. Maybe Sean Hannity is bigger. I, I feel like Tucker Carlson is the biggest uh, show yeah, he's, he's, on Fox he's the News. For sure. You think so? He Hands is. Down, yeah. Okay, that's what I was thinking yeah. too. Well, he's he's leaving. All right, we have some breaking news at this hour. Longtime Fox News host Tucker Carlson, we have now learned, is going to be leaving the Fox News network. Fox News has released a statement making this official. At this hour, Fox News, and this is a quote, media and Tucker Carlson have agreed to part ways. The company goes on to say, we thank him for his service to the network as a host and also prior to that as a Fox News contributor. Thank you for your service. Thank Thank you 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 for your service. And then I don't know how much, was it an hour, maybe less? Wasn't very long after all the Tucker Carlson news broke that suddenly I'm getting updates that Don Lemon is out at CNN. So are these things related? Well, I don't think so, other than the fact that it is weird that they happen right next to each other. And also it's weird. I read that Don Lemon had been at CNN for 17 years. That seems crazy. I don't remember hearing about Don Lemon or knowing his name, I don't think at least, until around the time that uh, Trump was running for president in, in 2015-ish, yeah, whenever that was. Yeah, more for sure. I, I, I don't think I knew who he was before that. I don't remember seeing him, but I don't watch cable news much at all. But still, you, you can't avoid the clips online the next day, and I just don't remember. But anyway, he sent out a tweet. Did you see this, that uh, CNN was mad at him for what he put out? No. The, okay, so um, he puts out a statement. An I'm stunned statement. Okay. okay. He says, after 17 years at CNN, this was on Twitter. After 17 years at CNN, I would have thought that someone in, ma- in management would have had the decency to tell me directly. At no time was I ever given any indication that I would not be able to continue to do the work I have loved at the network. It is clear that there are some larger issues at play. With that said, I want to thank my colleagues and the many teams I've worked with for an incredible run. They're the most talented journalist in the business. And I wish them all the best. So CNN's got mad at that public relations department. Yeah, I guess didn't like that because they issued a statement rebutting those claims, and they did it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. They say uh, the CNN communications uh, at CNNPR. They said Don Lemon's statement about this morning's event is inaccurate. He was offered an opportunity to meet with manage- management, but instead released a statement on Twitter. Wow, and that's all they said. That's it? So yeah. I, I have no idea what happened there. Maybe someone on our stream has heard other rumors. Oh. But um, like I said, I don't watch a lot of cable news. I used to think that CNN was f- fairly kind of boring, middle-of-the-road news. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that they didn't maybe lean left. I don't really know. I know that when, when Donald Trump was running for president and started calling the media the fake news and then going after CNN, I remember thinking, like, dude, you're thinking of MSNBC. Right. CNN is just kind of this... 
the boring cable yeah, news like station that gets beat the by the other guys in the ratings because yeah, yeah, you know they just sort of really went after CNN, but he went after them, and didn't it feel like? CNN became what he accused like they them of being. Kind of be, becoming it, yeah. yeah. And so then it felt like they were really close. I mean, they were like the anti-Trump network. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought of. Which yeah. I guess was big for ratings and yeah. big for money. Yeah. But it did feel like they just became what he had accused them of. And up until that point, I'd never really thought of them as an as an overtly biased network. Right. But certainly, right, right. Don Lemon was one of those people who became. And like I said, I don't remember seeing him before that, so I don't know. Maybe he always was, but it seems like he was being. Pretty openly biased on the air, mm-hmm. right? Saying things. He was not trying no, to be middle of the road or hide no. his opinions. And a lot of those people on CNN stopped doing that. So I don't know. The cable news stresses me out, man. Mm-hmm. I, my my girlfriend's sister likes it. Her mom likes it. Sometimes I'd come back to the house and they would have it on. And it got to the point where Brooke would tell them, Reads home, change the channel. Really? Yeah, because I don't. Yeah, I don't want it on. I don't want it on. And especially when Trump was in office, uh, it was just constant. I mean, mm-hmm. whatever it was, it was end of the world. Yeah. And this is the new thing that happened today that is just proof that America's done. Yeah. yeah, what you should be angry about. And I just was like, man, I, I can't I can't handle it. An American Airlines flight out of eh, somewhere in Ohio. I want to say Columbus. I think it was Columbus, Ohio. Okay. They uh, strike some Canada geese. One of the engines flames out. There is video. I'm terrified of that. I mean, that's what happened to Sully, right? They yeah, lost both engines. I don't yeah. know what kind of birds they hit. I assume. I don't know. Canada geese seem like something you'd hit. I don't know. They get close to your car, right? I, I, they had them around my house when I was a kid, and we used to feed them, and then they would bite us. Sometimes they would chase us around and attack us. I know the airports have those people whose job it is to just go around and scare birds off. I don't know well, exactly what type of, of weapons are in their arsenal. And machines for that. Yeah, they, they, uh, they drive around. They make sure the area is clear, and then don't they – maybe they blast horns or something yeah, to scare like them away. Like, yeah, they play some kind of noise. I'm not really sure, but I know that's a job. Yeah. But I also read this morning when I was reading the story that there, this has been a, a problem. It's, there's been a huge increase in the number of planes that have been striking birds. Hmm. And, it's, of course, it happens at a fairly low altitude, so it usually happens during takeoff. And in this case, it just hit the one. But people who were on the plane, I was watching interviews with people this morning. I mean, it was on fire. Mm-hmm. The, the thing was on fire. And people who were in the jet said it smelled like smoke, it smelled like fire, and the plane was just violently shaking. Wow. And, of course, the flight attendants are like, hey, you know, uh, buckle your seatbelts. We're turning this hunk of junk around. In Columbus, Ohio, on Sunday, some anxious minutes during takeoff. We, uh... Lost the number two engine on the bird strike with high vibration. An engine on an American Airlines flight headed for Phoenix caught fire mere moments after taking off, apparently after striking a flock of Canada geese. Everybody started panicking and freaking out. It was truly frightening. I didn't think I was going to make it. We could just smell like burning. That's, you know, That's okay, terrible. look, the, the, the shaking, the vibration, the flames also, obviously, big concerns when you're in there. But I know... That the plane is going to turn around. I know that a plane can can land with one engine, and how Sully did it with none. Mm-hmm. So I know that with one engine, it, it's it's supposed to be okay. And I also think there's part of me in that moment, as a person who's had a lot of fear of flying over the years. Hey, at least okay, we're turning around. Mm-hmm. We're going back down to the ground. But when people on the plane start panicking, I mean, those guys were saying that there was panic. People if were panicking. Panic. If they're screaming panic. and yelling, then I'm like, well, wait. Wait a second. You guys travel all the time. You've never had to make right. an emergency landing. Like, right. I, I'm sure that it would be quite nerve wracking. I think the you know uh, when a pilot I would have a says heart attack. I would die from the heart attack. Right. I think we, it could we, kill we me. Could land Dude, the plane absolutely. safely. And I would be dead of a heart attack. And they're like, what happened to him? Yeah. Smoke inhalation? Like, no, he's just a coward. Yeah. And 
the vibration that yeah. would scare me too. When a pilot says, it's "Just a cow." When a pilot says, "You know, we've got uh, pretty bad vibration," or whatever he said, that means it's horrible. That means it's really bad. Because I don't remember what airline it was, but there was one of the airlines used to have. Remember how back in the day you see in the movies? If you're not old enough, the airplanes, the armrests had a little. Uh, plug and you'd stick those little made for airplane only headphones they're like little rubber hoses oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. so some of those got replaced with headphone jacks over the years okay and there was one airline that they would tell you at the beginning of each flight you know there, here's the stations and then if you want to listen to air traffic control on the pilots oh god no or just aircraft air traffic control in general this is the channel and it, for me i was like absolutely oh, so whenever no. i flew whatever airline that was and it had that option that's what I was glued to the whole time. And then I, I'd have my ticket and I knew my flight number mm-hmm. because you'd hear lots of other pilots. You know, they're, right, they're talking. Okay. So I would know when they said flight 1178, like that's me. Mm. And I remember more than once going through bad, what I thought was bad turbulence and not hearing the pilot say anything. And then finally, one of the times the pilot did get on there and he's talking to air traffic control. He's like, you got any uh, smooth air force? We're experiencing a little, little light chop here. I'm like, this is light chop? Right. Like the TVs are turning off, dude. <laughs> I mean, people are panicked. People are screaming. People have wet their pants. And the pilot's going on a little light chop. So when I hear this pilot from Columbus saying, this has got pretty pr- pretty bad vibrations, I'm guessing that thing must have been violently like, yeah, shaken down and, and on fire. towards the ground. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it made it. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's what they're supposed to do. But that's the other thing, too. I know it's supposed to land on one engine. Mm. I know these pilots have done it in the simulator. But have you ever done it in real life? I, right. Have right. you ever done it, kid? How old are you? Because I, I didn't get a good look at you when I got on the plane. I didn't see. You know, have you done this before? Right. Are you nervous right now? Do those flames freak you out at all? I know you are much smarter than me. That's how you got to where you are today. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you're aware that you're, these planes are designed to be landed on one engine. But are you telling me that the flames and the smoke don't freak you out just a little bit? Yeah, you're really you're prepared. A little, Come little, on. A little nervous. I mean, you'd think the thrust is different and everything, right, as you're coming in for the landing. I don't know, but anyway, those people are fine now. I guess we didn't have to talk about that story as long as we did. But the fact that they said bird strikes have quadrupled or whatever it was, like, what's the problem here? Right. Get the bird guy back out there with right. the horn. Get out there. Or, or make Canada geese season longer. I don't even know if that's a thing, <laughs> but I assume that it is. Yeah. So just double it, triple yeah. it. All right, we have to take a break. Yeah. We'll come back, finish Doom Scrolling. The Church of Laszlo. It's time to Doom Scroll with SlimFast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Corpies infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo, yeah, all right. We're finishing Doom Scrolling here. It's just me, SlimFast, and him, Snowcone. Laszlo's Hello. out sick today. So, uh, the news. I didn't know this was an issue. I saw it this morning. Maybe you already knew about this one, Snowcone. But postal workers are being robbed like crazy, and the robberies have been dramatically increasing. There's a lot of video of, we. I guess you just call them postal workers. You don't call them mailmen. But they get robbed. Some of them get robbed at gunpoint. And I was saying, like, okay, so they're taking packages. If they're doing that, wouldn't they be robbing the Amazon trucks and the FedEx and the UPS trucks as well? Why just the post office? Right. But they said their ultimate goal, apparently, is to get the master key from one of the post office employees. Okay. And that key opens all the blue bins oh. around town and maybe some other things. And then they use that okay. key to go grab packages. Okay. Seems, I don't know, the whole rot, like porch pirating and all that. The porch pirating thing, I sort of understand because it's just sitting there. So, you know, if you're broke or whatever, you're like, I don't want to get a job. Maybe I could sell stuff that isn't mine. Yeah. And it's, it's tempting, especially before ring doorbells. And I'll just run and grab that thing. 
Now you're talking about robbing someone. You're robbing someone for something that you don't know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. That's that to me. Like you go rob a bank, you're there for money. You might not know how much money they have, but the idea is I'm going to get cold hard cash. You go rob a mailman, and, ta- and even if you get the key, I mean, you could get a, bu- a bunch of crap. Who mm-hmm. says you're going to get anything good? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe the odds are you're definitely going to get something valuable. But now post office employees are scared. Fear enveloping postal workers across the country. I just got held up. He has the keys. Neighborhood mail carriers targeted by robbers, many held up at gunpoint. Near Houston, a mailman forced to put his hands in the air when a thief charged at him with a weapon. In Milwaukee, postal employee Andre Cross shot to death on his route, Jesus. investigators yeah. believe, over a package. And the crime wave perhaps worst in Chicago. Police there issuing an alert after a string of postal worker robberies, more than two dozen since the beginning of the year. So I don't know. I watched that whole thing, and I was waiting for them to say, like, you know, Amazon delivery drivers are at risk to it. And I'm sure they've got to be. If they're going after post office employees, I feel like I've maybe seen video. But I could be making up in my head of a delivery driver for Amazon or something getting robbed. But I don't know. The stories I remember hearing about those guys is that – remember they were throwing packages out and pretending to deliver them? Like that one FedEx guy threw oh, his yeah, entire threw truck. in the woods. Yeah. yeah. That, they were like, where's all this stuff? And they found it in the woods. And then they, they found video of other delivery mm-hmm. companies, whatever, mm-hmm. just throwing packages. Mm-hmm. I've never worked for a delivery company, but I assume that it's one of those deals where like, all right, here's your stuff for today. Once it's done, you can go home. And I, I've had a job like that when I worked at Walmart yeah. in the pharmacy – my job, I worked overnight, so my job was, here's all the boxes of stuff. Once it's all out of the boxes and put on the shelves and anything that doesn't fit is back you know, in storage or whatever, mm-hmm. you can go home. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, I have the job because I wanted money, so you'd think, like, well, the longer you work, the more money you make, why are you in such a hurry? But as a teenager, I was like, dude, I have one out of here. Every time, I was like, I need to hurry. I just want to get out of here. So I put a lot of things in the wrong place. You know, a lot of, uh, I would put stuff in other people's boxes because what happens is they come to you and they say, hey, this is from our department. I don't know how it ended up. You know, someone probably dropped it off. And I'm like, oh. But what I hoped was, because I only worked there on the weekends, that it would happen to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So I could totally see myself being an Amazon delivery driver and throwing a few packages here and there, finding a good hiding spot. I don't think I would steal them because you don't want them coming to your house. I had a friend who stole computers from work. And when I say friend, more of a friend of a friend. And uh, that seemed risky to me. Like he got fired and then they talked about – searching his place like getting the police involved I'm like why would you do that for some old laptops like laptops from work you know what i mean just mm-hmm. it's, it's not worth it but tossing a few packages out in the woods i could definitely see myself doing that the dragon at disneyland caught on fire i didn't know they had a dragon i haven't been to disney world since i was a kid um maybe they didn't have it when i was there but apparently they have the show if you just showed me video of the show i would have thought that it was from treasure island in vegas mm-hmm. or something like that but there's a fire-breathing dragon, and people were at the show, I think it was last night, and this thing caught on fire. And, of course, at first everyone thinks it's part of the show. Then it keeps burning, and then they had to start evacuating parts of the park because people, they were worried about smoke inhalation, which I guess some of the employees there got treated for. Of course, there's a ton of video for it. The best video is someone's at the top of Splash Mountain, and they're like, look at that over there. And you can they can see the fire, that something oh, is on wow. fire from the other side of the park. Oh, my gosh! Overnight at the House of the Mouse, a shocking end to one of Disneyland's most popular shows. As Mickey battled the dragon, the fire-breathing prop engulfed in flames. Poor dragon. Didn't make it. It's pretty bad. 
Dude, it was a lot of flames. Was it I right? mean, when it really went going, because it starts off, it's already like, wow, that's a lot of fire. Yeah. And then, it's, I don't know, whatever the source of the fuel yeah. is that down below, it seems to catch fire, too. And it just, it was it was bad. But I guess nobody was seriously injured. They said some employees were treated for smoke inhalation. But I didn't hear about anybody getting burned or anything like that. It's just kind of a crazy video. Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney. How do you say his name? McElhaney, I think. McElhaney. That, I think. that sounds right, right? Yeah, yeah, McElhaney. Yeah, from It's Always Sunny. Yeah, did you Mac. watch the show? Here and there. And I'm definitely familiar with it. I know a lot of people have said that, uh, oh, well, if you like workaholics, yeah. then you would like It's Always Sunny. I know, Sunny. you've tried. You just don't like Charlie Day. It's not so much that. It's not even that I I don't hate them. You know what I mean? Uh, I liked Workaholics. There were people on the show that I didn't love. Yeah, I like It's Always but, Sunny better, for sure. But, so you do? Okay. Yeah. So uh, the other thing about Always Sunny, too, is my, like I think this was – Far enough ago that my friend might have given me, he did, he gave me a DVD uh, okay. set of like the first season. Okay. And he said, you know, you got to get through the first season. Yeah. Once and then get it starts to get better. On, yeah. And I, it was one of those things where I'm like, I know I should like this. Eventually I would. But I did think I at least established who my favorites were. And I would say the Rob McElhaney. Is that his McElhaney. name? McElhaney. I think. I think that's right. He played Mac. I think he was my second favorite. I think I like the other guy the best. You know the Dennis? yeah yeah. Who's your favorite? I like Dennis. Yeah, I mean Frank Danny DeVito is probably the best. So people liked him. Like he I was think a, he's probably he's the favorite. favorite. I, I get. See, I didn't even make it that far. So I don't I know would how say long him and Charlie are probably the most the favorites. Well, I still haven't watched this Ryan Reynolds uh, and Rob McElhaney, uh yeah. documentary or docu series. I know Lazo watches it right about their soccer team. Yeah, they bought that soccer team, Wrexham, and I guess this weekend was a big deal because they had been playing really well and they won and they moved up in a tournament did okay. you see any of this no, crowds going absolutely really nuts uh, it is it's kind of crazy to see these two american celebrities mm-hmm. who own this team and you know celebrities like movie star tv celebrities right over there who own this soccer club and of mm-hmm. course now that the team's doing well the fans and maybe in the series the fans already embrace them early on i yeah, don't I mean, know if you have a tv series about but, it, i think you're gonna get you know more fans out there yeah but I, I don't know what kind of skepticism there was when they first bought the team okay. like why are these guys i thought maybe that was part of the series but anyway they like them now i, I don't i'm not sure i can actually process what happened uh tonight i'm, I'm still a little speechless know that the one thing that's running through my head over and over again is people said at the beginning why wrexham why wrexham this Exactly why Wrexham happening right now is why. Well, I think we can hear how it feels to the town, and that's what's most important to us. I think this is a moment of catharsis for them and celebration, and for us to be welcomed into their community and to be welcomed into this experience has been the honor of my life. Uh, owning, owning a sports team is a weird thing. That it's like really weird. I know they say there's those rich people who. They they want to own a team as a status thing, and I I mean it's been that way for a long time. Mm-hmm. Look, look at even like the history of the Chiefs. And it's like I want a team. Well, we're not going to sell you one because we're going to basically box you out because right. you're not in the club. So then it's like, well, I'll start my own league. You right. know, it's a weird thing. I don't know. I I have no idea what it'd be like to be rich. But owning a sports team, I don't think would be on my list of I, things I that I'd want to do. Be really far down. I mean, you know, and I don't know how rich you have to be to buy Wrexham. I don't know what they paid yeah. for them. So maybe. Maybe if you and I were both rich and you were calling me like, dude, there's this team. They kind of suck. You know, the town needs a boost. We got money coming out of our ears. God, it's, it's also, hard how for me to imagine rich, caring. How rich is the Rob uh, McElhaney guy? He's not Ryan Reynolds rich. Right. When they say that they both own it, I'm like, well, no. What's the percentage there? Right. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they say in that show. I know I saw – I either saw an episode of the show 
or I saw something else about it. Because I remember when Lazo first started talking about it, uh-huh. I think I saw the first one, but now I don't remember what it's on. Is it on Apple? I think it's FX. Is it FX? I feel like it is. Ah, I don't know. I, I watched something. I, I, I think it might have been the first episode. But And I, it does seem like a show that I might be interested mm-hmm. in, even though I'm not uh, – mm-hmm. I don't know anything – I don't know nothing about soccer. I certainly don't know anything about Wrexham soccer. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, they seem to be doing well, so good for them. And it would be kind of cool if your team was owned by a – yeah, you know, like Jay Z, right? Jay Z comes in and buys your team. I mean, that'd be sort of cool. Yeah. So Bam Margera. Yeah, what's going on with him? Okay. So I heard this morning that there was an arrest warrant for him, and one of the headlines I saw said that he uh, ran into the woods and they couldn't find him. Yeah, I saw that. And I'm like, okay, well, where was he? What do you mean he ran into the woods? You know, like what's going on here? So then I read that this happened at Castle Bam. Oh. Which is his house. Yeah. And then I saw. I don't think you live there anymore. I don't know where he's been. I know that I follow him on social media. Things got pretty bad for I watched quite a while. Like on YouTube, him and April like went back to the castle and like kind of saw like it fallen into disrepair. I don't think he lives there. Oh well, it sounded like they're living there. Yeah, and when the when the NBC, I think it was NBC News, put the footage out of the aerial footage. I maybe it was old footage. But I assumed that they were filming looking for Bam Margera. Okay. But it, the place looked nice. It looked big. The pool, you know, it was covered, but it looked okay. nice. And lawn looked mowed, all that stuff. But his brother was there at the house. Yes. There's a fight. I assume it's Jess. Okay. Does he have another brother? I if think, he does, I, I don't know him. Jess, Jess yeah. is the only one that I know of. So I, I assume it's him. I, I don't know if he was just over there visiting or what. But it sounds like there was a little family feud. There's a fight. The family calls the cops. They're waiting for the cops out front of the house or in the driveway. Cops show up, and Bam goes running off into the woods, and they still haven't found him. I hmm. just checked. There's one from 15 minutes ago that just says arrest uh, warrant issued, and it doesn't say anything about catching him. Police were called to the Pecopson Township property called Castle Bam around 11 Sunday morning for a domestic case. When they got there, police were told former pro skateboarder and jackass star Bam Margera had taken jackass. off through the woods behind the property. According to police documents, Bam had been kicking the door of his brother's bedroom and left a note for his brother threatening him if he talked to police. Then the documents say the brother saw Bam urinating in the kitchen sink, and then Bam attacked him, injuring his face. Bam's brother says Bam told him he would put a bullet in his head, and then he left the house. Family members were outside waiting when police arrived, and troopers searched the woods for Bam but didn't find him, which then led to a warrant for his arrest. Do you think it's weird they include the part about him uh, urinating in the kitchen sink? Like, why'd you have to put that part in there? A lot of people pee in the sink. Me right? and you do for sure. Right. I mean, We've a lot of guys it. pee in the sink. If it's the right height, if you're the right height, yeah, whatever. You do. Uh, especially if someone's in the bathroom. Now, Castle Bam probably has multiple toilets, but it's his house. Yeah. And I've heard other people. It's not like, oh, I'm going to die on this hill alone. Need to be included. I've heard other people talk about peeing in the sink. Yeah. But maybe they're just saying in part of the chaos, there's plenty of bathrooms that were going unused. Right. <laughs> Jess comes down, right. sees Bam peeing in the sink. It sounds to me like maybe Jess is like, why are you peeing in the sink? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then he attacks him or runs towards him mm-hmm. to attack him and then says, I'll put a bullet in your head. I don't know if you follow him on social media or have. I, I've looked here and there. So I, but dang, it, He's falling apart, man. man it's depressing. It is. You know? And then it, it was like, we saw what happened with Steve-O. Yeah. And Steve-O, in those moments when, I mean, that was all documented when yeah. Johnny Knoxville shows up for the yeah, intervention. And, and Steve-O had been filming yeah. all of his antics in his own home. Yeah. And Johnny's like, I don't turn the cameras off, whatever. Right. And that basically was the moment right. that everything began to change that for Steve-O. Help, yeah. He's been clean ever since. Yeah, he's right? like doing doing I mean, great. He, he takes it very seriously to the point. I've heard him say things about 
not taking if he's prescribed something or I I could be wrong about this. I I think he said like he might not take ibuprofen. Oh, I don't wow. know. I know that I've heard him talk about it and that he's extremely strict. Wow. And he's been sober for a long time. Uh-huh. That's impressive. We've all known people, maybe you are one of those people who've struggled with substances and at some point you go, "You know what? What am I doing?" Mhm. What am I doing? And at that point, maybe you try or you do give up. Mm-hmm. Bam doesn't seem to be – and he, he his, his what am I doing moments are right. so well established right. now. Like where the family's in tears, his own fans and people that follow him on social media, you'd read those comments and they're like, please, whatever you're doing. And, and Bam's constantly in those posts, he would just be like, oh, my family, you know, everyone's an a-hole. Right. Uh, they're all That's acting at these fault. people, yeah. whatever. It's like, dude – you're right. No, no one is supporting this behavior now, right? Yeah. You, you got to do some honest to God, man. I'm surprised that he's lived as long I as really he has. I that. really am. Yeah. And that sucks to say, but I, I'm not saying that I look great for my age, but the fact that he and I are the same age. That's crazy. I, I like to think is kind of crazy because I, I, I look at him and think, dude, you shouldn't look right. that old. He shouldn't be that bad. I mean, and look at Steve-O. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he looks good. He looks great. Johnny's got the gray hair or whatever, but yeah. still. Man, and I don't know what you do if you have a friend who's that out, that out of control. For a long time, I thought, why aren't you guys like forcing him? Right. Which you, you can't do. You can't. But also, eventually, I mean, I say eventually. I don't know how long it takes. You're acting like that, where you go, I'm not hanging out. I'm not letting no. this person be a part of my life no. at all anymore. Yeah, the company you keep. So I I wouldn't think that he probably talks to those people now. If he reached out to them for help, I'm oh, sure they'd pick yeah, up the for phone. Sure, yeah. But the fact that he's ran off into the woods, dude, this was yesterday, mm-hmm. and they're looking for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much they're looking for him. It's not like he murdered someone. So I don't know if they're actually just, you know, they're just an arrest warrant and now they're waiting for him to pop up or what. But part of me is like, what if he's, what if he's dead? Yeah. You know what I mean? He ran off from the woods. They don't know where yeah. he is. Yeah. Dude, he's got to get help soon. Like he needed yesterday. to get it like, yeah, yesterday. The Church, the church of Laszlo. Yo. All right. It is me so fast. Hi, Snow Cone. Uh, <laughs> Laszlo's out sick today. We were talking to uh, people on the uh, stream chat, uh, twitch.tv slash Church of Laszlo, if you'd like to join us. People were talking about uh, how kids uh, passed away that they went to school with. Like, what mm-hmm. happened? What was the tragedy at their school? We were talking mm-hmm. about this off the air. And I guess when we were discussing it, uh, for some reason, I think high school, because if I – I just assume, honestly, when I saw that question, that it's going to be a lot of, like, car accidents – Sure. I know that as time went on, though, then there became this huge drug issue because now I've seen the news all the time. Yeah, kids, that's like, probably a common like thing. High now. school age kids dying yeah. of overdoses—it's crazy. Yeah. But when I when I asked you, you went to elementary school. Well, there's a couple. Okay, but you so you said elementary school. So the the, I guess the middle leukemia. school one, he was a year ahead of me, and at 75th and Mission, where you drive by every day, there's that mm-hmm. skate park. That skate park's in his honor. Okay. His name was Jake, and he died from Ewing sarcoma. Okay. Which is like this horrible, horrible I, disease. For some reason, I've heard of Ewing sarcoma. Mm-hmm. It's probably something that Laz was like, rare. yo, have you heard of this? Right, but I watched Mystery Diagnosis, and so, yeah. uh, you know, those things come up. I Obviously, like, let's put it this way. Before the Ice Bucket Challenge was a thing, mm-hmm. I knew that Lou Gehrig's was ALS because Lazo right. had had his breakdown. Right. So there were certain things like locked-in syndrome and oh, stuff like that. Horrible. Now, when you said elementary school, I know um, I had a cousin who died in elementary school of uh, leukemia. I think Lazo had a cousin die of leukemia when he was a kid too, which is a, a weird thing that we have in common. I think we're around the same age. Well, I had a cousin die. I just told you that story the other day. My cousin yeah. that died for 
apparently no reason. Right. That's really scary. Yeah. But the other story that you told, I got the feeling as you were telling me, the look in your eyes was like, because I said, well, what happened? Mm Mm-hmm. And as you're telling me, it felt like you were saying it for the first time out loud as an adult. Like this doesn't sound right, or am I am I onto no, something I, there? No, it was the because first time I said it out loud. Sounds... But I've always thought about it. So when I I moved to Leewood when I was in fourth grade, well, we don't have to give too many details here. Okay, but... well, yeah, I mean, I started going to a different school in fourth grade. Okay, and when I got there, it was the year previous. A kid that would have been in my how grade. old were you? Like what grade? Are we oh, talking fourth, like second grade? Fourth grade. Oh, you fourth grade. You just said that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the the kid was uh, so the kid like, would have been in my class. Like, okay, if he if he lived, I'd have been a classmate with him. Okay, and he had died the previous year, so I didn't know him. I did, the, but we, I saw like a lot of you know like tributes to him, and a lot of kids talked. Oh, about I get him. it. Okay, so you get to school, and they're already he's already passed away, and so they're talking about the tributes to him, whatever. Because yeah, he's yeah. just passed away. And there's like away. a tribute, like a stone in the playground that's for sure. him, and like you know, it was like it was obviously like a, a new event that had just happened. But I had no frame of reference. Yeah, and usually I didn't in know school, elementary school and high school, like when kids pass away at our school, I remember the teachers would eventually, we'd hear about it. Most of the time you knew about it before the teacher said anything, but the teachers would address the class. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, here's what happened. In right. high school, they might say something, the principal might come over the intercom or right. whatever, and say, or even at an assembly. Like, yeah, hey, so this I, tragic but I didn't thing get happened. the speech because I didn't know him and I wasn't right. there. So the other kids did and I didn't. And I feel like what happened was the other kids told me what the adults told them. And one of the things they told them, I know I was told this, I'm 100% positive. They said he was sleeping at home, the window was left open, a bug flew in and got into his ear and it killed him. And I remember thinking, like, that terrified me as a kid. But as I've gotten older, I'm like, there's no like, there's no way. Like, they just told kids that. But but, but then who, I wonder, like, why they tell us about you told sarcoma kids that? a few years right. later. I don't think that an adult would tell kids that because, like, hey, you know what? This kid passed away from leukemia. It's horrifying. It's tragic. You know, everything we don't want kids to be scared about getting cancer, so we'll tell them that uh, he left a window open and a bug flew into the bedroom and into his ear and killed him. That does not make any sense that a teacher would say, let's just tell the kids that. Like the, in the in the teacher conference room, break, I, yeah, like, I, I let's come together would. and come up with something that won't freak these kids out. And they're like, hey, well, it's no big deal. Really a bug flew into the window <laughs> and flew into his ear. So the, it's interesting to me that you're like, I think they just told the kids that. But I know. I think it's just I, something they no, told the kids. you're right. Like, they want to tell that that's, the, that's, the, that's so way So that's worse. why I'm wondering, is this but I don't know how he died. somehow based in truth? Now, people on the Twitch stream, they're like, yeah, no, this doesn't sound right. This sounds like an urban legend. I agree. It 100% sounds like an urban legend. Right. But there's just a, a couple of things, enough intriguing information there. Mainly. But there was a kid who died. Right. Because so I believe, I saw obviously all the that. kid died. Yeah. Sure. I believe that part. That does happen, I don't know unfortunately. Why. And then you were told, it sounds like maybe more than once, this story about a window being open and a bug flying I in. I know for sure. And the other you're kids positive told me that. that this was a story. Maybe that was the kids going were just around. trying to scare me. I don't know. But, I, but they told me, and I don't remember them like. Acting like they were trying to scare me. So it was the other kids that told you, not the adults. No, I don't remember adults ever telling okay. me. Okay. I remember the other kids telling me. And but from what I remember is they were saying, like, this is what the adults told us. Okay. So. But it's so long ago, uh, I can't right. remember. Right. So all the kids, this was the story, at least in your grade or yes. around your grade. Yes. That was the story they all had. I'm just curious if there is some way that this could possibly be somewhat accurate because now I'm thinking, like, is it possible for a bug to fly into a window right, at so night? I don't talk to anyone from that. If I still I mean, talk to those kids, like, I could 
like I go back and ask, like, hey, whatever happened? I know with this? bugs get into but people's I don't know, ears. I don't know any of those kids now. I've seen those videos online where a, beer, uh, a cockroach or something gets into right. somebody's ear, like right. a baby or whatever, and they have to remove it. People are in pain. They go to the doctor, find out there's a nest of something in their ears. I've never heard of it killing someone. So that now you know what though we did have sort of a similar thing. Well, I shouldn't say similar. Because it's nowhere close to the bug flying in the window. Mm-hmm. But it was one where the kids were all sharing the story, and I don't think it was accurate. Mm-hmm. But there was a girl who suddenly wasn't at school. And they said, everyone was saying, like, oh, she's in really serious condition. Like, she's in critical condition at the hospital. And the story was, when, I mean, every kid at school, if you said, what happened? They said, she got a belly bu- her belly button pierced, and it went wrong. And like, okay, wh- what do you mean it went wrong? Like... You know, how they, can it go they, wrong? Right. They Got put infected? her under. Yes, of course, that's what it, it meant was that somehow she'd gotten this infection. And I don't know, maybe you could uh, trace it back to that. That, though, that story, as I got older, I was like, it's hard to imagine. Is that, that what it was? And she survived. She, she, but I will say, oh, she survived. She was gone for a long time. When she came back, she was in a wheelchair. Now, I don't know that she was in the wheelchair permanently, but certainly something did happen to her. I never heard from a, um, an adult. Or, you know, a, a figure of authority. I never heard mm-hmm. one of them say, this is what happened. All I heard was, she's sick, and, um, you know, they wouldn't have said pray for her because it was cool, but, you know, like, keep her in your thoughts, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it was a big deal when she was okay. Yes, because I don't know if you remember this, but in high school, too, when kids would get sick, at least at my school, they would ask all of us to donate money to do things like uh, pay for health care, I guess, was part of it. But then they would also try and buy them something like, oh, you know, person was in a car wreck they were hurt but they're going to be okay so we want to yeah. buy them a letterman's jacket yeah. we want to buy so, them yeah, this I, stuff the kid with the wound sarcoma like he you know battled it for like a year and a half yeah so i remember a lot of like drives and a lot of like you know charity type stuff you know before he died that the school would do for every for, for him you know yeah no and after he died for it was sure. when that tribute skate park got put in and i know i remember that old family guy joke where they said something about uh, you know meg if you die now you'll get your picture in the yearbook i think stewie said it to her yeah and yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it's true because as we were sitting here and people on twitch were, were telling me the stories i was thinking man i honestly I, I if i had my yearbook i'll bet it says like am i forgetting any right but i think the kids at my school i think it was car accidents i think that was it and it's just interesting to see two i know w- one of the things is like there's how big of a school did you go to? How many kids were in your graduating class? Obviously, the more people, the more likely. Right, it is. I went to East. It was massive. But then, like two or three thousand kids. It seems like are you in a, are you in a rural area? Are you in an urban area? You know, what part of the country are you going to school? And then I guess yeah, just like what generation? Because I hear yeah. Brooke talk about her school. Like it's way more. Common she now. lost so many people, and I'm just like, is this a post oxy thing? Mm. Like you know, living in this you know. World that when I was in high school, if you brought up heroin, mm-hmm. you, you just thought Kurt Cobain. That was right. That's you, crazy. You, you thought Seattle that's or crazy. New York uh, rock stars. Right. And it, how could you possibly get to a point in your right. life where you would ever experiment with such a right. thing? It makes no sense. Right. But then you just fast it forward a few so years, far-fetched. and suddenly like, they're like, know, "Oh, like what it would look like." Right. Just, yeah, of course, you got to show it, it somewhere. I'd be like, "Oh my!" I'd be yeah. Uh, it was totally it was scandalous. Scandalous. You have yeah. to you have to inject it. Like, wow, these people are really depraved. Like they're then the scum of the earth. You yeah. you start fast forwarding, and all of a sudden, it doesn't take very long before people are like, "Oh, you've you've basically had it." Yeah, that pill you've you like, you and you're like, "Wait, it. what?" And and then yeah, it's boom. Like that. Next thing you know, uh, people that are you know, and now you five, can't get that pill. Ten years younger than me. But if you want this, yeah. right? It, th- they tell me these stories about their high schools and it's tragic. 
tragic how many kids and those stories. I mean, when I see Biden talking about uh, fentanyl it's and what they're trying to do and how it's many insane. kids are dying from it, dude, I don't know. When we think about the opiate crisis do, we have, but we're going to look back on this fentanyl crisis like, my God, kids were dying left and right. But, but it, it's all part of the same problem. You know what I mean? It's all just, it's like, it's like we, it, we can't umbrella. end it. They, yeah. they try and stop one thing. And so then you go on to the next thing. And what it did was it took this drug that was this big city rock star, whatever, artist drug artist, yeah. and brought it into the burbs yeah. and, and then made it easily it accessible. It yeah. And got people hooked because they let them take it without knowing that's what yeah, they were taking they did it through pharmaceuticals. So it was acceptable. And I look now we're at a point where you as a father and Lazo has said this too. Lazo used to say it for years. Hey kids, stick with the drugs stick that are with tried, the tried and true, but you can't do you that can't anymore. Do it now. You have you to can't. be, and you never thought you'd become the person who's like abstinence only, just say no. no but never. that's what you have to do. You now. have to. You have to tell your kid. You can't just don't you can't take do drugs. a line of coke anymore. Don't, like, don't, you know, it could no, kill you. You can't. And by the way, in some states, I know, like Kansas is one of them. Right. You want to get test strips? That's paraphernalia, illegal. Right. What? What are we doing? What are we doing? I mean, that is so absurd. It makes no sense. It, it it doesn't make any sense at all. And I'm not saying that that would solve the problem. But, dude, I, I mean, it, it wouldn't hurt, you know, mm-hmm. if people had access to that. But you're a dad. Your kid, luckily, is young enough that you can you can hope, like, maybe they figure some of this out. Maybe they fix some of this by the time he would be old enough to start right. experimenting. But you're going to have to tell him. I don't know what age. I don't know. When did you do your first drugs? Uh, Probably like, I don't know. Ju- was it junior I, high? I, I tried smoking pot when I was probably 14 or 15. Well, I did see something, and they said, you know, like, this is good news, that kids, because of the internet, because of their phones, kids spend less time uh, actually together with one another, right? So yeah. w- when I was in junior high and high school, as soon as school was over, I wanted to go to be at my friend's house. Weeknight didn't matter. I just wanted to hang out with them, especially once I got my driver's license, which is another thing. Kids aren't getting their driver's license nearly uh, as early or as, as as often as they used to. So they're spending less time together, and there's all these issues with, you know, is this bad for their mental health? But one thing they said that is happening that I guess is good is they're they're doing the other stuff later because all of growing up is taking longer because of this. They think okay. it's a result of that. Okay. And so they're they're drinking later. Yeah, because I feel they're like you know, when we were smoking pot, it's like we had nothing to do. It's your kids congregating around, you know, a park. We had nothing to do. Yeah. You know, so let's try this. And, and I feel also, like that doesn't happen much anymore. Just hearing Lazo talk about it or my oldest brother but talk about it. It is more easily accessible now. Well, there trust me, the fentanyl thing is is clearly an issue. But just in general, like experimenting with alcohol and things like that. Okay. Yeah. And I just I don't know how accurate this thing was. I just saw saw it this morning, but I know that I think I first started drinking or, you know, got a buzz on, dude, I, th- I was over 16. And I know Lazo talks about it. Yeah, I, I think he says he was later. like 13 maybe or something like that. And I think my brother says that a lot of kids were doing it around that time. I don't think I drank till when like he was 20, a kid. Honestly, it was a long time. Really? Yeah, I did not drink for a while. And, and so time. in high school, you didn't do it never, at all? You know, never. I remember, a I remember kids try, like that. going to parties and people would like, you know, give me. I remember the first thing that I had access to was a Captain and Coke. Which you know became like my thing yep. for a while, but when I first tried it, I was like, "This is horrible." And I would like casually like walk over to the bathroom or the sink and toss them out so I didn't look like a loser, you know. And I was like I had, trying I to act like a little that. drunk, and but I I, you I, that I hated the taste of it. I hated the taste. I could not do it. And so it wasn't until I mean the first thing I really really drank was there were those sparks, which was the mm-hmm. energy drink mm-hmm. slash alcohol. That was the first time I got like buzzed, and I got like, "Oh, okay." So what, I, you're I kinda, like 21. I was like 20. Yeah. Wow. 
And, and then I, I, was, I don't know if that's, you know, reflective And then I of, went to, like, the high school girl. I went to, like, uh, Vodka and Mountain Dew Code Red. Yeah. Like, you know, then I started doing that, and then it switched. But uh, it took me a long time. See, and that's it's just funny because I always have thought that, oh, man, I was really late. Me and my friends were late because we were in uh, 16, 17, something like that. And when I hear stories from Gen Xers, they're like, oh, I don't know, 13, 14. All my friends drank. But I've heard that that just continued I, I drove change. everyone around because I was, like, the DD. And my friends loved me. Right. Because they all drank, and I never did, and I could drive us all the time. Yeah. Well... And look, I mean, as far as alcohol goes, with it being legal and labeled and everything, you don't have to worry about fentanyl being in it. So right. that's good. You right. know, there's that. So I don't know even as, as a parent, do you take that into consideration when you're having the talk about drugs and alcohol? Are you like, listen, if we tell him to do nothing. I know, then they want to do everything. That won't work. So I mean, do you we know what the craziest you don't kids want to tell you your saw kid the ones drink. that were so sheltered. I know. Those are the craziest kids. Because they do it later. They do and it way later. And they realize that, it's not, that drinking or smoking pot isn't so bad. So what else is my parents lying like, about? Yep. And they go off the deep end. Yep. So you want to be honest with them, but God damn. I mean, fentanyl is terrifying. You, you just have to tell them to not do drugs. You have to. I mean, I guess you, I can smoke pot, right? That's legal. And I think you have to tell them, like, look... I didn't want to even say this. I would. I'm, I didn't want to say don't do drugs. <laughs> right. Like I kind of wanted to say it's okay to try something. Yeah, but like, you know, you kind of missed it. You missed it. You missed the time when you could safely try drugs. Unless something changes drastically, you know, between now and the time that your kid yeah. becomes a teenager, I think if you have a kid of that age now, that's what you have to tell. You them. have to. You just say you and scare them like. You know, there were things that your parents could scare you. Heroin was a good example. Yeah. There's no way in school someone could have talked me into injecting myself. Not a chance. No way. Not a chance. No I way. Would be it was so terrified scandalous. If I, if I was in the same room with right. you, it, it would be like the scandalous. biggest deal in the world. So it feels almost like you, you, I don't know, you have to try and do that with kids now. They just say, look, that pill that you think is Xanax or whatever else, it's it might kill you, or I guess you. Yeah, but the thing is, there's truth in that because you feel like you know the reefer madness and those old LSD stories right. of you'll stare at the sun and burn your eyes out, yeah. you'll jump off a roof, or you this. With fentanyl, it's like no, it it, it will kill you. Right, like, it will kill you and, quickly. And you don't. I'm not worried about you taking it on purpose necessarily. Yeah, That's not, not my biggest to. fear. No, my biggest fear is that your friends at school are going to give you what you think is a Xanax or whatever else, and or an Adderall, and then you take it, and it's. Deadly. I, I don't know what to do. Well, I don't know why we were ranting about that. The truth is I wanted to find out. The reason I asked you this on the air at all was because the kid sleeping with, with his window open and the bug in his ear. And if anyone I – know, I don't expect them to know who that kid was specifically. But if anyone can come up with a theory as to how maybe this story well, okay, could so be based on some Well, okay, so it would be like 1997, sort of, 1998. Well, or maybe someone just has a theory. Like, Leewood, no, if like this you, kind of bug know. flies through the window – and were to get into your ear canal, it's just, it's it could kill true. you. There's I no don't way. think so either. I don't think so either. All right. We're done here. Out of time. That's I it. I think uh, hopefully Laszlo, he said he was going to sleep it off today. Yeah. He, I mean, he, he wasn't drunk. He said there drunk. was a chance he didn't he'd feel be coming Yeah, today, he, but he so knew he was sick last night. He should so. be tomorrow. Uh, hopefully Laszlo will be back tomorrow. Have a good night. Don't forget to visit our website, laszlo.church. Don't forget to please, every single weekday, listen to us or watch us record the podcast live at twitch.tv slash churchoflaszlo. And after hours, you can talk to us on social media and on our subreddit, which is just our Church of Lazlo. All right, good show, uh, kid with the bug in his ear. Stay positive, kids.